Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are Booksmen. Except this week. Moviesmen. Uh, uh, connoisseurs. Nope. Film aficionados. Filmophiles. You speak for yourself, you <laughs> creep. Uh, boy, Tim, I miss movies. I miss going to movies. I miss going to movies, too. Now, you um, didn't go to a movie theater to see this movie, did you? 2009's Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. No. In 2009 or in 2021? In 2021. I know it's not playing anywhere, but you're slow on the uptake sometimes, so I don't know if you expected it to be, and you went to a movie theater, and you were like, one for Sherlock Holmes, please. Well, you can do that right now, right? You can rent out a, a movie theater and like pretty much request any movie you'd like, right? Yeah. I mean, off a menu. Of, yeah, but, like, yeah. This seems like one of the weird films that would... They, like, yeah, I could see this being Ritchie, on that menu. The Sherlock Holmes from 2009, that's like on the list of, hundred mo- of the hundred movies that are available. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, it's weird. I was looking at one of those things recently. I, they don't... They're not doing them in New York City, from what I can tell. Right. Um, which, uh, you know, I think it's probably just like a logistical nightmare. Um, and like, I don't know, New York City, people are going to rent the theater and then do something weird in there. So <laughs> I I understand why they're not offering it here. Um, but it was funny, like looking at the menu, because it was like, yeah, you could pick a classic movie like Back to the Future or Jaws, and it's $99. Or you could pick a new first-run movie, and it's like $400, and every movie in the movie theater right now is awful because <laughs> the, it's all just shit that you know the, the studios have been sitting on or they were like, no, everything will be fine by March, so we're going to keep that date. I mean, March is not a good time for movies to begin with. No. No, not in general. Even during normal times. Yeah. Um, Until they start moving back. I don't know. At some point, there's going to be a Marvel movie every month, right? And then everything will be... Um, no they're they're focused on Disney Plus, Tim. But that hmm. does remind me, are you going to buy access to Black Widow on Disney Plus so I can watch it? Mm, no is that is that what's happening it's coming yeah, to disney plus they're doing that uh premiere thing i think is what they call it where you have to have disney plus and then on top of that you have to pay 30 dollars hmm. and then no, you can I'm, watch it's so watch they're not the releasing it into theaters they are uh they push it back it was supposed to come out in may now i think it's coming out in july yeah oh. um but it's going to be theaters. You, uh-huh. You're vaccinated. Why yeah. aren't you going to see this thing in 4DX? <sighs> I hadn't thought about 4DX. If 4DX is back, I might be back. I just recently, we can talk about movies since this is a movie podcast uh, mm-hmm. for the week. Um, I had AMC A-List, which for uh, people that don't know is... Uh, I think I paid like $26, maybe $30 a month. And I could see pretty much, I could see a movie a day. It was like movie pass, like a more expensive than movie pass, but still kind of nothing. 
mm-hmm. if, if you're going to go see more than one movie a month, pretty much. Um, right. And I loved it. And uh, I loved it. They paused it, of course, when all the movie theaters closed. And I made the dumb mistake of not canceling it sooner because once you cancel it, you have to wait six months before you can sign back up. Mm. So I like just recently canceled it because they were about to start it back up. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not going to movies yet. (laughs) Uh, But now there's no grace period. What do you mean? For COVID? Like, hey, if you. If you didn't want to get charged for this because you feel physically unsafe, isn't right. it in their best interest for like if you're like if you're like I'm canceling now because you're about to start up, right? And I want to sign back I, up I in three months. Yeah, we, and uh, wouldn't they be like, oh, good? Tom wants to. Tom feels <laughs> safe enough to come back into a movie theater. Let's encourage his return to the instead of being like. Uh, 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 you can't come back for another three months. Uh, I Especially just, when you're like, oh, I can watch all the new movies on Disney yeah. Plus or HBO Max. I don't need to go to the... Okay, right. then forget it. And maybe uh, I'll never come back. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. I mean, that seems like the kind of thing where if I were able to like actually talk to somebody that could make an exception, they would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, these things are all automated. This thing barely worked right as it was. So I don't expect that they're going to be able to like make exceptions uh, within the thing. I'll talk to them, Tom. Oh, thank you. You're an um, AMC man. I was a Regal Rewards man back in the before times. Yeah, I mean... I, that Regal was where I went to see all my 4DX movies. They're the mm-hmm. exclusive home of 4DX. But, um, oh, I know, Tom. But AMC A-List came out before the Regal program came out. Mm. And I forget, the Regal program had like weird restrictions on it that the AMC one didn't. So I was like, eh, I could walk you know, two blocks in a different direction. In, not where I live, but, but where I worked and uh, go see an AMC movie. Uh, I'll do that. So when are you going to go back to the movie theater? You're vaccinated. You got yeah. the you got the juice in you. Yeah, I'm not immune yet. I'll be immune on April Fool's Day. Oh, I Tom, mean, I got bad news for you. <laughs> I got bad news about that shot they gave you. It's an elaborate <laughs> joke. Um, I mean, not immune, but you know, mostly immune. Although the thing is, like. You know, I live with my girlfriend and she has not been vaccinated. Um, so I do still have that worry of like, eh, that 5% chance I could catch it. I'm glad to know I can't get, you know, that you don't get nearly as yeah. sick, but I could still pass it on to her. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm still going to be very careful for a bit. I'm still not going to be going back to movies, uh, movie theaters. Uh, probably like I would guess late summer is when I would probably be back in a movie yeah. theater. Yeah, assuming I can get everyone in my household is vaccinated by what May they're saying. Well, they're saying everybody's going to be eligible by May first. Not necessarily. I mean, that's like everybody's eligible to buy a PS Five right now. That doesn't mean you can mm-hmm. get one. Right. I'm Would just you rather have the vaccine or the PS5? 
Tim, I got both. I'm living on Easy Street. I'm living the high life. <laughs> I'm living my 2021 dream. I mean, that's like the sad thing is that is like the the peak that anybody uh, who's not like in like the the one percent, like <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, all <laughs> of us to PlayStation Five, like that's there's you can't be doing as, better than that. That's in as much as an average person, average American could possibly hope for. <laughs> yep. Congratulations. You are literally living the dream. Like yeah, anything else that happens bad to me this year. Still going to average out to being on top between <laughs> those two things. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm also, look, I love going to movie theaters, but uh, I also like watching movies at home. So I'm also happy to watch, like, all these Warner Brothers movies that are coming to HBO Plus. I'm not going to go to a movie theater to see any of those. I'm going to watch them on TV. Hmm. I don't know. You, well, you don't like going out into society that much at all you don't like seeing other people uh no but like going to a movie theater by myself like i don't need that like yeah that i'm not like oh god i mean i do kind of miss it but um because i was like a big i would go to movies with other people too but i especially mm-hmm. when i had this a-list i would just go to movies during the day all the time mm-hmm. uh take advantage of my loose schedule but uh i don't know i also just like watching movies at home any movie i'm just being real any movie that if it's in the theater or i can watch it at home i'm gonna watch it at home see i i I don't i don't i don't think that's true for me I like seeing things. I mean, Tommy, you can watch any movie at home because you steal 90% of the movies that you watch. No, I'm not stealing. You know, I'm not watching people with uh, hand cams videotaping uh, the screen. Yeah, but you'll like, you'll download, you know, stuff. Tim, how would I even know how to do that? Anyway, I don't know the. Look. I'm I'm a luddite, Tim. I don't know the first thing about how this computer works. You see, every week when we record, it's two hours. You it. yeah. yeah, you call me on a landline and make me walk you through it. Yeah, and you know you have to explain to me again how the mouse works. You know, uh, you're always like, ah, no, don't move it that much, and then you're like, no, that's too little of a movement. Yeah, okay. that's just you the first have, half hour. You don't have to double click everything. Uh, um, but I mean, I, I, I do miss, I, I'll tell you what I really miss. Like, uh, we're very lucky in Brooklyn that we have a few, uh, nice dinner theaters, essentially. It's not, not, no, not, it's not, it's not the right thing that you said. It's, uh, like restaurant theaters. Yeah. The Alamo draft house. They're, they're Al- not just Alamo, in New York. Yeah. Alamo, um, although they did just file for bankruptcy. Yeah, no, things will get better. Don't worry. There's a uh, <laughs> some sort of leveraged buyout situation that makes things better for consumers and the company alike. Yeah, don't worry. There's a leveraged buyout, and every movie coming out this year is also going to be available for free to stream in 4K. <laughs> um, but Man, I they're going to cut like the tater tots budget and stuff. Like the food <laughs> is going to get like so much measurably yeah. worse. Yeah. Uh, but going to those places, Nighthawk, uh, Night too, Hawk. we have in Brooklyn, uh, especially like there's a Nighthawk near me that opened a couple of years ago. Um, 
Like that I loved, especially what I loved about those places was that they would show the big Marvel movies and stuff, but then they would show not like crazy indie movies, but like if an indie movie had some buzz behind it, Mm -hmm. uh, they would have it there. And it was nice because I feel like I've been to like actual art house cinemas and like sometimes it's just like a shitty old theater (laughs) where it's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, this theater just can't afford bigger movies. So this is what they show. Um, whereas, you know, this theater, everything's still like pretty stay of the art. Uh, I just remember seeing the lighthouse there, uh, and loving it. And, uh, well, even though it was, you know, I think that movie was square, right? Wasn't that movie not uh, widescreen? I, I didn't see it, but I, I think you might be right. And black and white, but like it still looked great, uh, which, uh, you know, that was the point. It's like, well, those other two things were aesthetic choices, but it should still look good. And it did. And I liked yeah. seeing that movie. at. Uh, so, like, I would like to go see movies like that. All right, Tom. Uh, you're if you buy Black Widow uh-huh. on my <laughs> Disney Plus account, uh-huh. I'm it's not going to ask for like a verification or anything. Why don't we go fifty fifty on it? Because I don't want to see it. Well, how about you pay for it and that month of Disney Plus? And that month of Disney Plus? Were you out of your mind? Well, how else are you going to see it? You know what? I'm revoking your access regardless. <laughs> no, well, I'm going to revoke your access to my mom's HBO Max account. Tom, your mom owes me. Yeah, oh, because you helped her get a vaccine? Yeah. Yeah, but she doesn't. I don't think she even knows you're using her HBO Max account. Okay, well, she'll be glad to know it. And Yeah, well, when I reset the password, good luck trying to get her to find out what the new password is. <laughs> Tom, I watched a film on Netflix. Oh, it's okay. Called, the uh, popular streaming service. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes from two... Hey, Tom, let me just uh, do a little bit of house housekeeping first. Mm-hmm. Um, putting up a uh, new... Oh, poll. Uh, poll. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have another lag week. We're going to do something fun next week. Uh, okay. And then the following week, we'll start the book. I think, uh, Tom? Did you say do... another lad week? Is... Lag <laughs> Just me week. and you? Me and you? Yeah. Two lads having a lad week? Yeah, it's like a lad mag. We're yeah, talk we'll, about we'll talk like, about uh, the hottest babes. Rebecca Romaine Stamos. <laughs> uh, we'll have some... Uh, listener submissions of like either hot picks of listeners or like listeners like, oh, here's my story about the time I got my balls stuck in something. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> and please don't send hot picks of, of yourself to us. But what Even about the Tom, what about Thomas? What about the stories of people getting their balls stuck in things? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, people email us that anyway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, so we'll do that. I think uh, we're going to do banned books. I'm going to do a list of books oh. that were banned. Oh, I thought you meant books that were written by bands. Like members of the, like Robbie Robertson. Yeah. Levon Helm. 
Yeah, like uh, uh, rock and roll memoirs. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. That seems terrible. Yeah, no. banned books. books. Yeah. Look, things are about to get a little dangerous. Are you going to put the Anarchist Cookbook on there? Tom, I know it by heart. Uh, you know, I don't need to reread it. Uh, I watched a thing recently about how uh, that book ruined the author's life. Why? Because he wrote that when he was like 19 and like immediately regretted it. <laughs> and, it that tells you how to make pipe bombs and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, his name was on it. So that just followed him his whole life. Should made it very hard. On things. Yeah, that's why I was like, anarchist cookbook, and you put your own name on it? That's dumb. People <laughs> that's want not very glory. anarchy. Yeah. People want glory for the silliest things. I think probably a 19-year-old, he probably didn't think like, oh, I could not put my name on this. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and probably... The publishing world. Probably thought... Oh, I'll get some glory amongst like you know some uh, anarchist friends of mine, and probably didn't realize it was going to become uh, you know such a big, well-known thing. Yeah, they sold it at Tower Records for Christ's sakes. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was in cellophane wrapping though, so yeah. Oh, you so you couldn't yeah. you couldn't figure you couldn't find out how to make a pipe bomb unless you paid twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd rather buy an Everclear CD. Thank you very much. Which <laughs> uh, that $20 is better spent on Everclear. Um, Father of mine. Dun, 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 dun. Where have um, you been? Yeah, there's yeah, the Sparkling Fade's a good album, Tom. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a minute since I've listened to it, I'll admit. Well, maybe you should give it another listen and then... Uh, hit uh, hit them up when they're on their endless reunion tour. When that's what I, you might want to go to the movie theater. I want the opportunity to see Everclear live again. I was reading another thing about how, like, uh, you know, there's already such an insane backlog of, uh, well, I mean, a lot of venues have closed, but then. You know, everybody wants to go on. You know, everybody everybody that makes their money off touring has not been making money. Right. Uh, so places are, uh, like, already kind of book solid. That's cool because I think audiences will also come out. I think it'll be yeah. boom times. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean I'm not going to go to anything, but, you know. <laughs> well, I'll watch it on TV. Tom, I went... Uh, uh, I was. Uh, I mentioned on the uh, the other show we do mm-hmm. that I went and uh, hung out with some folks and got drunk uh, yeah. outside of a bar yesterday, and I had a feeling that I hadn't had in over a year, where it was. Uh, I wanted to go home, <laughs> but everybody else still wanted to keep hanging out, and I was just trying to like wrap things up uh, yeah. and convince everybody else to leave because we were like splitting the bill. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, that was uh, that. Was, I it was a feeling that I haven't had in a year. I was like, oh yeah, there were bad feelings. There was uh, there was annoying stuff in the before <laughs> times as well. Yeah, like, not uh, everything was hunky dory. Yeah, sometimes you just wanted to fucking go home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little afraid of that because, like, as an introvert, 
Yeah, I'm I'm not looking forward to like the amount of random people I know that are going to be like, we haven't hung out in a year. We need to catch up when it's like, we didn't hang out a year before then either. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do yeah. this with you. Yeah. Um, well, you probably just won't respond to their texts. Um, Sherlock Holmes, 2009 directed by guy Richard. Now let me um, ask you this right off the bat were you a guy Ritchie fan going into this um i will tell you this mm-hmm. i watched lock talk lock <laughs> lock talk lock stock and two smoking barrels shortly after it came out with the subtitles on because i couldn't <laughs> understand yeah um and i thought it was good but what was that like 1998 or something yeah that sounds about right um and then i saw snatch um, and I enjoyed that, and I don't think I've seen anything post Snatch. I've not seen either of those movies. Really? Yeah. Pass me by well, completely. Well, the next film he made, the the next feature length film after Snatch was Swept Away, starring Madonna. That I saw um, in theaters three times. Yeah, and then he just kind of. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I guess I was a fan of his. I don't know. His aesthetic isn't uh, really to my taste. If we're being a hundred percent honest, well, Tom, how is would this you, a safe space? How would you describe his aesthetic? Um, like Cockney, gritty in quotes. Um, London gangster stuff. <laughs> okay very specific i don't know it's a, yeah it's a lot of you know what it, i think you know i think technology made it made it worse see in in sherlock holmes uh the i keep calling it sherlock holmes 2009 in, in the movie that he made like, yeah like there's like okay in in snatch and Lockstock, there's like all these like weird like jump cuts and like a lot of like stylized like things would like zoom in really fast or like yeah. you know like well that, fast that was like, frenetic uh filmmaking yeah i feel like the late 90s early 2000s were prime like do creative editing and camera yeah. movements and and people will eat it up but the thing was, like, that did, like, kind of jazz up, like, just like oh, a, yeah. a gangster story. But I think technology kind of ruined it because now, like, oh, all of that stuff was digitally. done. Yeah, it was done practically in those movies, right. so it's cool. But now, like, there's so many camera movements in this Sherlock Holmes movie that are just, like, so distracting because, like, it just, like, looks, you know that, like, it's it's all just on some big green screen uh, right, soundstage that, that, that they didn't recreate London in the late 1800s. <laughs> yeah, uh, to and, scale. But also that, like, I don't know, like cameras don't move the way that the yeah the, this moves, and it's just like uh, it just doesn't feel like a movie to me because yeah, uh, it's like a video game. Yeah, it's like rewriting the language of cinema, and I'm I'm an old I'm an old guy, Tom. I, I want I want. I want things to be done the way they were done in 1998. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's a big problem with a lot of digital stuff. And, like, there's a lot of 
digital shots that people don't realize are digital because they're not that they're like if if you're doing something that could be done practically but you know for whatever reason when you were shooting it you couldn't do it that way so you had to put in a, a few digital elements people don't notice it uh mm-hmm. but yeah it's when you do stuff like that you're you're calling attention to it yeah and, and like I think he thinks it's a it's a feature. It's like right. we could never do this camera movement. Yeah, with uh, you know, uh, without without the CGI. It's like, yeah, well, it's it's a, it's a dumb camera movement to do. Well, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, you know that- what it's like? It's like in the eighties when like uh, when like uh, the Bob Dylan. And like George Harrison, like all the Traveling Wilburys, like they made the music, like like all their records sounded really shitty, and like there were like big effects on the drums and guitars and stuff, and it was like yeah, you're not talking about Jeff Lynne though, are you? (laughs) Not really, actually, (laughs) to be honest. But like, um, it's like, is this what they were trying to get their music in the '60s to sound like? But the technology wasn't there. Like the were, bad were all of these stuff. Bad? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, if they had access to more technology, would like "Blood on the Tracks" be like the worst album you've ever heard in your life? Yeah. Because like they would have put like weird, shitty synths and like gated the drums in a weird way. Well, I think there's also, and this I think applies to Guy Ritchie that you you get to that point of confidence where it's like all right no i'm uh, i'm hot shit i'm going to i'm going to strike out and do something new uh so yeah. like i'm i'm going to make a movie that takes place this is like late 1800s right did they give the year yeah uh i forget what the reference was at some point but i think it was like it's like 1890s right yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what the specific reference they made, but can figure but it out. I think somebody like him is probably like, "What if you made a movie that took place, you know, uh, over a hundred years ago, one hundred and twenty years ago, but and that looked l- accurate, but it had all these new filmmaking techniques? Wouldn't that be crazy?" and it works sometimes from what I remember of that movie, but I also remember a lot of parts of that movie looking like a diorama because yeah. it, was, it was just, or like a pop-up book because it's like, oh, I can see that. Like, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is real in this shot, but the other people behind him aren't. <laughs> and then the background behind them is not. <laughs> and yeah, all these and things it- are moving on different planes kind of. Yeah. Was this a big 3D release? It may. I mean, that was right around Avatar, right? So I think, yeah, yeah, I think that was prime the theaters uh, realizing they could charge for 3D. And even though nobody really wanted 3D, they could just be like, well, all of our showtimes are for 3D (laughs) shows. So you're going to have to pay for 3D. Right. Let's see. What is it? Seems like something. Yeah, who cares? Um, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, is playing Iron Man or Tony Stark in this movie. 
Um, Tim, I don't think that's accurate. He's playing uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes, the consulting he, detective. You saw this movie, Tom? Yeah, Look, a long time all, ago. But I think uh, uh, I think it's it's fine. Like I, th- I know there was a lot of uh, he 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 fights a lot in this. He's he's basically yeah, just like the real Sherlock Holmes. He's Tony Stark at the beginning of Iron Man One, right? In, yeah. in like charming in that way, but like nobody's actually charmed by him because he's actually a, a drunk. But he has a capacity right. the capacity to be the charming. audience. The audience is charmed by him, but everybody yeah. else in the everybody in the movie's annoyed. But then you read more about it, and it's like, oh, actually, in the books, in some of the stories, Sherlock Holmes does do this type of fighting, and Arthur Conan Doyle was into this type of this type of martial art, and like, it's like, okay, cool. You know what? I'm I'm just gonna just be like, look, Sherlock Holmes did a lot of stuff in a lot over the course of a lot <laughs> of stories, and yeah. it's all public domain. Who gives a shit? Like, okay. It's not all public domain. Some some of the later stories are not. Okay. I just don't I want think... you to get sued, Tim. <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, anything can and should happen in in a Sherlock Holmes movie, and who cares? Who cares about the integrity of the character? Who cares? Yeah. It's some guy who like is like, I'm a jerk and I solve mysteries. Well, and I also think at this point, it's like there have been dozens of takes on the character. Do yeah. whatever you want. Like, the character's firmly established. You're not ruining the character by doing anything. He has uh, better facial hair than uh, Tony Stark, though. He he doesn't have any? Or yeah. He, or he's, like, stubbly. Yeah, it's just not as bad. He's, like, stubbly, but, like... Tony Stark in those Iron Man movies and the Marvel <laughs> movies, that guy, like that, should disqualify anybody from being like, oh, he's very charming. It's like nobody yeah. that looks like this can be charming. Yeah, it's a very weird thing in the Iron Man movies that, uh, you know, sometimes these movies do not adapt everything from the comics if it's something that is. Uh, you know, like, ah, eh, that's out of style, or, like, people don't really do that anymore. Uh, but, no, they kept the, like, Tony Stark's got a goatee, <laughs> and even though... But, like, a really shaped goatee. Yeah, like... very shaped with, like, chin things going off to the sides. Like, yeah, yeah. an intricate goatee. Those things, where it's like, like they anybody... sell tools that are, like, special, like, protractors that you use to, like, yeah. uh, to... to... Uh, model your your facial hair and make yeah. sure that there's like perfect right angles and stuff in real life anybody that has like that specific of a facial hair pattern you don't want to spend much time with them no <laughs> of course not you're not going to be happy tom i was surprised to find out in the beginning of this movie that this movie's all about the devil whoa most movies this- are i've told you that yeah, uh, this is why I'm not. This is why you forbid me to watch most movies. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm disappointed once again that you haven't listened to me. Um, the it devil's starts out really with a got lot you in his claws now. Uh, he does. This movie starts out with a lot of violence, like a lot more hand-to-hand combat than you would expect in a in a Sherlock Holmes story, which I always thought was more cerebral. Yeah, um, and the way that they get around. 
the fact that like oh Sherlock Holmes spends a lot of time in this movie like because they need action set pieces because that's how you get a blockbuster made yeah um the way they get around it is being like no he's really good at fighting because he's smart (laughs) and they show this by like in the moment it'll pause right he'll be like in a fight with a guy and then yeah it'll show him deducing things <laughs> about the fight where he will like things will pause or like massively slow down and in his head he'll be like i can knock this guy off of his balance by hitting him once in the cheek and then when he moves his hands up to his cheek I will jab him in the kidney, and when he keels over, I'll grab his ear, and then I'll throw and like, and then he goes I'll kick him in thing. the head as hard as possible. But he goes through this this whole thing of like, this is how I'm using intelligence to fight, and then like yeah. it goes back into real time, and you see the, all the things happen. It's like if you're gonna make Sherlock Holmes a guy that just beats the shit out of people, <laughs> I guess this is a this is like the best way to do it. So. Well done, Guy Ritchie. You you, yeah. you made it like you, you tricked everybody into you know, like, well, that was smart fighting. Yeah, that's the way right. a genius would fight. <laughs> yeah, where meanwhile, like that is the way like professional boxers think and fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of violence. Uh, how often are there action set pieces and in, in fights in the books? I don't remember any. Uh, I don't think there were any fights. There were, like, a couple of, like, chases, kind of. Hmm. I mean, and, okay. like, in the in the Hound of Baskervilles, of the Baskervilles, um, you know, there were, like, horror-type scenes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's some, there's some Satan stuff here, Tom. The devil is in this movie, and he is cool. Um, <laughs> they stop a they stop a a woman from being sacrificed in the very wow. first scene, Tom, and that's what sets the the tale in motion. Um, if you want to know what happens in this movie, just read the Wikipedia summary because I don't know. It, it, look, do you this know movie wh- is Robert Downey Jr. acting like Tony Stark, and then every once in a <laughs> while he he notices things, and they like show him noticing things and then it's like a very guy Ritchie like zooming in on the thing that he notices and it's like like noises like that as he notices things and then later on he uses these noticings to make deductions hmm they uh I I just took a quick look at the Wikipedia page um uh, that well, it also says here that a third film is scheduled to release this year, <laughs> which I don't think is happening because I haven't heard about them filming anything in 2021. Yeah, and also not directed by uh, Guy Ritchie, directed by Dexter Fletcher, hmm. who directed Rocket Man, the Elden John movie. The movie I did not care for, but I only saw it on a plane. Oh, I didn't realize he were, he's the guy who replaced Brian Singer on Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. uh, which I have not seen. But I saw Rocket Man. You know what? I enjoyed Rocket Man, but the whole time I was like, "This movie's bullshit. <laughs> None of this is true." Right. Like it's it it was just very obvious that Elton John was heavily involved 
and was like, well, the story of my life is that I did everything right and everybody wronged me. <laughs> um, but other than that, I liked it. Um, I mean, there were some good songs in it. Yeah, Don't exactly. Be I mean, to be, to be <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know, was this uh, Sherlock Holmes movie based on any existing Sherlock Holmes uh, story? No, but it did incorporate elements from a lot, or like lines and dialogue from a lot of them, but it was a wholly original story from what I understand. Uh, what kind of lines? Like elementary, my dear Watson? No, he wasn't. A, the Guy Ritchie came on and he said two things. No deer stalker hat, and he's not going to say elementary, my dear Watson. Cool. And guess what, Tom? This movie's a bromance. It's the whole thing is Jude Law is uh, Watson. He mm-hmm. it starts out he he met this lady, mm-hmm. Mary, I think her name it's, is uh, Mary Rachel Morstan. McAdams, right? Nope, Kelly Riley. Okay. Um, and he's uh, gonna ask her to marry him, and he's moving out of uh, Mockingbird Lane or wherever they live, uh, Baker Street. <laughs> Baker Street. Yeah, so they've been Sherlock and Watson for a while now. Yeah, and Watson's well, like, you have hey, to we'll, appreciate we'll that, it that, up it's, and that it's not an origin story. I very much appreciate that. I mean, as much as I can appreciate the story of the movie that I didn't care for, like at least I didn't like have to watch Sherlock Holmes watch his parents die and deduce who fucking uh, like killed them or whatever. It also sounds like. Since they didn't show the origin of Sherlock, you're like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know where he came from. <laughs> no, I know exactly who he is. He's Sherlock Holmes. It's fine. Um, no, I. Uh, it starts with Watson moving out, and Sherlock Holmes is like, yeah, you, you traitor. You used mm-hmm. to be cool. Like, yeah. hey, what happened to bros before hoes? Like, all that kind of shit. Um, also, Robert Downey Jr.'s accent, I had to watch this movie with subtitles because mm-hmm. I couldn't understand. Like, everybody else was fine. I couldn't yeah. understand a goddamn word he said um, as Sherlock Holmes. I don't it, know how it, anybody it, saw this in a movie theater. Too accurate of an English accent? Is that what you're saying? Just, I, I don't know. I, I understand English people when they talk. Yeah. But he, all of these lines were like... <laughs> He, He's I like think mumbling he... and a heavy bad accent. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, cool. I oh. forgot that this movie only came out a year after that first Iron Man movie. Yeah. Because that, you know, famously that first Iron Man movie, like the studio didn't want to hire him because he was too risky because he had had drug problems in the past and, and stuff. Um, so that's like a pretty quick turnaround to then be in another summer blockbuster the next year. Right. But, but also I could see like, you know, Guy Ritchie is, you know, I would, I would assume based on his movies, I would hope would be more willing to like take a chance on somebody and probably, you know, by that time, um, you know, Iron Man had been shot. So I'm sure John Favreau was like, yeah, he showed up to work. <laughs> <laughs> you can hire him to be in this. Um, Rachel McAdams plays Irene Adler. She's like a femme fatale. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she comes uh, into Sherlock's life, or back into Sherlock's life, and mm. like Watson's like, she's the only person who's ever pulled one over on you, and she's done it numerous times in the past. You shouldn't trust her. Yeah. Um, but they they got you know they got chemistry. I can't. It didn't seem like they actually had on screen <laughs> chemistry, but they were supposed to. Yeah. Um, she was working with the bad guy. Um, it's this guy Blackwell, who um, you know the thing with movies. Everything. Kind of, this <laughs> what was is a, the thing with movies, this, Tim? With blockbusters, everything has to be a plot. I think this is where it takes me out of it. Like everything has to be a plot where like he wanted to use mind control or like use fear to control all of all of uh, English society Who did? to like rise up Blackwell Sherlock like, Holmes oh Blackwell no. the evil plot was like wasn't just like oh and I'm gonna like I, I'm gonna know. get away with a murder yeah no it was like no I'm going to take over the world it was literally like and we're gonna take America back um, and make it a colony wow. of ours again <laughs> I don't um, think I've heard or I've heard that as a plot before. That's uh, yeah. Now we've got some stake in it. Exactly, and I think that was like the note from a U.S. studio. <laughs> it was probably like, "Hey, you got to tie." Audiences hey. won't give a shit <laughs> if if they're just gonna mind control England. Yeah, but um, so like it, it just can't be like a, a small movie. So it's got to be, and then yeah. When this, like, and then it's like, okay, well, this didn't actually happen then. If the, I would have heard about this. I would have read about this in a history book. If yeah. this guy almost, uh, you know, killed all of Parliament and mm. then uh, used fear to control the British people to take back America. Like, yeah. if this fiendish plot almost came to fruition, I would have heard about it. Yeah, plus also England tried to take back America. Yeah. And it, and it didn't work. It wasn't that there, you know, was just not the political will to try again. <laughs> I think it was like, nah, it's a fool's errand. A bunch of people on both sides will die. Uh, what do we really want them for anyway? A dog farts at one point, and I can't nice. tell why. Probably ate beans or something. No, there was, I mean, there was a conversation happening, and there was a pause in the conversation, and the dog farted, and the two of them, the two people in the conversation, which I think was Robert Downey Jr. and Rachel McAdams, like, looked at the dog, and then, like, had their conversation start up again, and I rewound it a couple times to figure <laughs> out, like, why they made this happen at this point, and it just didn't make any sense to me. Comic relief, Tim. Yeah, I've I been guess. telling you for years we should add some comic relief to our show. <laughs> It'll Lighten never things work. up a little bit. Um. So anyway, uh, Lestrade, Lestrade. Yeah, Lestrade. Guess what? He's in this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom, I'm going to spoil the end of the movie. I've seen it. He was bad the whole time. Oh, I forgot that part. In the books, part. he's consistently uh, the Sherlock's friend. Yeah, he, he's the Commissioner Gordon to Sherlock's Batman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Blackwell, uh, you know, uh, he's using fear to control everybody. I hate, I hate using fear. I hate when people use fear to control people. 
and at one point he punch uh Lestrade punches uh Sherlock in the face. What? And says like you have no idea how long I've been uh, dying to do that. Because oh. he's just been trying to be uh, pretending to be his friend the whole time. See, and that's that's kind of dumb because like the the Sherlock stories, uh, I mean, uh, I kind of always assume that Batman ripped this off of Sherlock, like uh, Sherlock and Lestrade, Batman and Gordon, where like Lestrade was like the only person that yeah. trusted Sherlock and was the only person advocating for like, nope, we got to let him into the crime scene, even though he's not a cop. We got to give him a crack at it because ultimately we want this solved. So that kind of doesn't make sense if he always hated him because it's like, oh, if you hated him, so did everybody else on the police force. (laughs) It would have been very easy to just be like, nope, police matter uh, on your way. But then at the end, he was like back on Sherlock's side. So maybe he was just like, uh, oh. you know, out from under the spell of the bad guy. Whatever. And guess what? Maybe maybe he just got up on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe. That's, uh, that, that happens. and we gotta I like when movies resolve go. that way. <laughs> when the villain says, I got to admit, I think I just got up on the wrong side of the bed. Um, Rachel McAdams is working for... Um, this guy who mm. um was really kind of pulling the strings the whole time, and you see him. He's cloaked in uh shadow in a, in a carriage at one part, yeah. and uh, threatens to shoot Sherlock Holmes and whatever. It's a whole thing. And then guess what? You find out at the end of the the movie, his name, Professor Moriarty. Oh, get out of here. That's but, Sherlock's enemy. I know, but it's the first Sherlock's ever heard of him. Yeah. So they're introducing him. and Certainly not the sequel. last. But guess what? Guess what they did? What? Um, when this movie first, you saw a different version of this movie than I saw. Because when they originally shot it, or uh-huh. when they originally released it, he's cloaked in darkness. You don't yeah. see the man's face. Mm-hmm. But he does say a couple lines. Yeah. You know uh, who said the lines in the version you saw? Garfield. Bradley Pitt. Bradley Pitt. Yep. Wow, all right. And did he do it in uh, a real cockneyed accent like from Snatch? Tom, I don't know cuz I never saw that version because they then went on to make a sequel where Moriarty uh-huh. was the main bad guy. Yeah. Book of um, Shadows, I think it was called. Book of Shadows. And uh, they cast this guy named Jared Harris, who is not Brad Pitt. Yeah. It's Moriarty. And so they went back and redubbed him saying those lines in- uh, uh, For continuity's sake. Yeah. Um, but I think the plan was to have Brad Pitt play Mori- Moriarty in, in the sequel, A Game of Shadows. Yeah. And I guess he was just kind of like, nah, you know what? I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, he's probably like busy with other stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, that stinks. I mean, Brad Pitt's always uh, fun. I mean, he's not always fun, but I, I like more things in him with him in it than I don't. Uh, yeah. I liked Ad Astra a lot, even though it was like a super boring movie. Um, I loved it. 
and I thought he was Ed great. Ed Asner? Ed Asner. Um, but I am looking at, uh, at, at the Wikipedia page, and uh, um, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, came out a mere two years later. So mm-hmm. it seems like they they had a pretty quick shooting schedule. And also, I mean, this is like right when Marvel started taking off. So I'm sure uh, Robert Downey Jr. had a very tight schedule. I'm sure Brad Pitt always has a tight schedule. So it's probably just like, oh, they, they want to make the movie now. <laughs> yeah. And apparently Robert Downey Jr. signed a contract with uh, Disney to make 13 movies. <laughs> So I think we're just going to have to take them when we can get them, Brad Pitt. So unfortunately, uh, you're not going to be in this one. That thing said they went back and redid it. That's dumb. Just leave it. I mean, it was an uncredited cameo, too. Like he did, you know, it's still, it's to this day unconfirmed that Brad Pitt recorded those lines. But, you know, on the message boards, they're in the know. Um. Yeah, well, that reminds me of uh, Brad Pitt appears in uh, Deadpool 2 hmm. as a character, you know, spoilers for Deadpool 2 here, a character whose superpower is being invisible, and he's invisible the whole time and doesn't speak, and then he parachutes out of a plane and lands in power lines and is electrocuted. And during that part, you can see him, and it's Brad Pitt, uh, which is like a pretty good bit of like, no, it was Brad Pitt playing this invisible character the whole time. Tom, you just love anything Deadpool. <laughs> That's true. Um, You're just talking about Deadpool nonstop. I'm surprised I never heard heard about that Brad Pitt is Moriarty thing because that's, that's very intriguing. Yeah, I'm surprised that Deadpool knew he was in a movie. Tim, Deadpool... You don't see that often in movies. He breaks the fourth wall. He knows what's going on in in real life sometimes. He knows about actors playing characters and everything. He breaks the fourth wall so much that sometimes he even breaks the fifth wall. The neck, the wall, one of the walls in the next room that he's busted into. Yeah, exactly. So he's broken through your television. He now exists in reality, but then he breaks another wall just for the hell Into of it. Into like your mom's bedroom or something. Yeah, and then she's you know she's yeah. got the the curlers in her in her hair, and she's like ah. But yeah, but then, she's then like, also oh. she sees him, and she's like, Ooh, she's like, oh, I love Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, he's he's uh, people's man he's of the year that sex one time. Appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Sexiest man alive, Tom, not man of the year. <laughs> man of the year. <laughs> Sexiest man alive. Sorry. Tom, that's all politics. Yeah, I mean I I assume it is. I mean we're I never either of us Tim, ever I even never, in the running. I never took people's sexiest man alive uh, all that seriously, to be honest with you. It very did. rarely <laughs> did it line up with uh, what my opinion was. Yeah. It's the Clooney years, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did he win multiple years? I think so. Man, even Hitler was only man of the year once. <laughs> sexiest man alive. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think he was ever sexiest man alive. I don't know. People um, had a, a, a different opinion of him. Yeah. So at this point, 
the last Sherlock Holmes movie took place 10 years ago. I don't think they're going to make another one. No. Even though they said a new one is coming out apparently sometime in the next nine months, despite <laughs> it not being shot yet. Um, shot in secret. Although I do think it's funny. I, I hadn't realized that before that uh, Rachel McAdams plays like the potential love interest of Sherlock in this movie. And then she plays the love interest of Benedict Cumberbatch in uh, Doctor Strange. Mm. And Benedict Cumberbatch is also a Sherlock Holmes. And Doctor Strange knows Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing. <laughs> I've been watching the, the, the Marvel movies, Tom. Yeah. And I've been watching the... I, I've, been, I've been looking up the IMDb trivia mm-hmm. for every movie, you know, as I'm yeah. watching it or after I watch it. The worst pieces of trivia are like, this person was in this movie. It's like, yeah, every person in Hollywood is in these stupid fucking Marvel movies. Yeah. If we're going to have trivia being like, they appeared in other movies together. It's like, yeah, of course they did, because they're they're out of actors. That's what in uh, WandaVision, uh, I saw somebody pointing out that Malcolm in the Middle is one of the shows she watches. And Brian Cranston, of course, is in Malcolm in the Middle. He was also in Godzilla, which uh, Elizabeth um, uh, Olsen. Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson, who plays her brother in the Marvel movies, was also in that movie. And they were playing lovers in it, which is sick if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, it is sick. Um, yeah, it's just people being like, can you imagine that like <laughs> these actors play different roles in other well, in that uh, that Tom Holland Netflix movie that came out last year that had Sebastian Stan like hunting him down, it's like, oh, it's a Winter Soldier and Spider Man. But yeah, at a certain point, it's like, look, they're they're cast they're casting every famous person in these movies, and when they don't cast a famous person, that person becomes very famous. So <laughs> yeah, there's there's just bound to be a lot of overlap at some point. Do you buy that Chris Evans was reluctant to play Captain America because he didn't want to become too famous? Um, is that his stated reason? That is, uh, I, don't, I didn't hear it from his mouth, but um, right. I mean, I buy it. I could see him being reluctant just because he was in those two awful Fantastic Four movies. Hmm. And I could see him being like, "Yeah, I was in two movies." Two two Marvel movies. Yeah, I tried that, this already. Yeah, I tried this twice. It sucked both times. Probably also both times. Like I couldn't take other jobs because I had to do press and I had to do so much other stuff. And like that was also back when, like people don't talk about it anymore. But uh, like <laughs> we don't have to talk it. Whatever you're gonna say, we probably there, don't have there to was talk a time I forget when. Um, but years ago when like all these contracts were coming out, like everybody had fulfilled their contract and it was like, Oh, all right, they're all leaving. And it was because, uh, the guy in charge of, uh, Marvel at the time, Avi, I forget his last name. He's a big Trump guy. Um, he Ike was Perlmuter. Oh, Perlmuter. Ike Perlmuter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he was him and this other guy, Avi, um, Ike was uh, apparently like notoriously cheap, just like unbelievably cheap. Where like 
these the early Marvel movies had like shitty catering because he was trying to save a buck. Um, so uh, when all their contracts were up, they were all going to leave. And uh, apparently that got up to Bob Iger uh, of just like, oh, they're all going to leave because of this one guy. Uh, who's more important, this one guy or all these huge stars we've made? And obviously they made the right choice. And that's how, you know, somebody like Paul Rudd made like $40 million being in 20 minutes of uh, Avengers Endgame. Um, So I could definitely see also like uh, somebody like Chris Evans probably thinking like, oh, these Fantastic Four movies, it's going to be like a life changing amount of money. And like it was, but not crazy. And then in the beginning, I'm sure Marvel was not offering him much at all. Mm hmm. Well, and that's the thing too with the with Tom, Iron I'm Man. Sorry, I'm sorry, I asked this question. Well, with Iron Man, when Terrence Howard uh, didn't want to come back because they weren't going to pay him as much, that was these guys again, uh, who were just like, "No, let's pay an actor less the second time." <laughs> yeah. uh, they'll be happy to do it. So I'm, I would not be surprised if he's also reluctant to talk about like, oh, also they were going to fuck me over on money. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I wasn't too hot to take this. That's your answer, Tim. Hope you're happy. Yeah, I, I'm not happy. Um, hopefully, he hopefully we're at the end of ho- the episode. <laughs> hopefully, Chris Evans gets to play Sherlock Holmes someday. Hopefully, everybody <laughs> in the Marvel movies does. All right. That's my he, dream. I hope he gets to play Doolittle, Doctor Doolittle, at some point. <laughs> well, I don't know. I haven't seen the first Doolittle movie yet. Um, one thing that I, Robert Downey Jr., everything he touches turns to gold. <laughs> yeah, except the things that are not good at all. All right. Um, this has been uh, Sherlock Holmes 2009. Um, at the end, the bad guys lose because uh, Sherlock Holmes deduced a bunch of things. Um, the devil wasn't involved at all. It was all a bunch I of trickery. It. Yeah. Well, that's what that's the tool the devil likes to use, though, Tim. Yeah. Uh, I still like, I like Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes better than the guy, the British guy I know that reminds me of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Tim, one day we'll have to get your power rankings of every actor who's played Sherlock Holmes and the guy that reminds you of Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> No where they Maybe all we need fit. to get your your fucking uh, explanations of the machinations of uh, the, the, well, the Marvel it's more interesting. Con- contractual process. It's more interesting, Tim. I've read about this stuff on the internet. I've never read about this guy that reminds <laughs> you of Sherlock Holmes on the internet. There's no subreddit for him. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, look out for the poll. Uh, next week we'll we'll do the lad mags and uh, <laughs> sound off in the comments uh, about whether or not you think Tom should have truncated his answer to my question about Chris Evans or if it surprised you <laughs> thanks for being a patron we love you very much see you next week